What's going on, boys and girls out there in podcast land? I am your host of the Top 10% Podcast, Dan Carter. Today is Tuesday, July 5th. Hope everybody had a safe and happy 4th out there celebrating our independence and uh, uh, all those things. So just a couple big notes uh, right out of the gate. If you guys tuned into last week's episode and the Top 10% Podcast buck poll is out there, I'm going to keep pushing this thing for the next 30 days, guys. So make sure you get on there, check it out. Go in, fill it out. Any of the responses that we get, we're going to use towards a roundtable episode. Again, if you missed that uh, that short episode last week, tune in and, and listen along. So get another update uh, on that here pretty quick. But like I said, we're going to run it about 30 days. We're going to do a roundtable. We're going to break down these questions and answers. And I'm, we're going to give you some good tools and, and tricks of the trade, I guess, from that aspect. And uh, the top 10 way through some of those those answers and uh, just trying to see what you guys do out there, how you guys have been successful and, you know, what's putting deer on the ground for you. So again, the top 10% buck poll, it's out there. Go find the link in the bio. Um, and if you don't have it, DM me on Instagram uh, at the top 10% podcast or the top 10% Dan, I will gladly get it sent over to you. I'm looking for also um, some contributors to do the round table. Going to put some podcast guys with me um, as well as some other uh, big buck hunters, you know, that are around putting big deer on the ground and kind of get their take as well. So kind of go over our personal answers and, and, and then again, add, add extra touches with your answers and, and see if we can't pick out some trends and, make something something fun out of it. So anyway, on to today's episode. We have a gentleman that is Michigan-based with us today. Um, some of you guys may be familiar with him. You may have seen some of their stuff on uh, our social media or on the Top 10% Podcast social media, uh, IG page. Uh, but it's going to be a good episode. This is going to be some stuff. If you guys are getting ready to plant fall plots and you're, you're thinking about food plot seed and all that stuff, you're going to want to stay tuned. So bear with us, guys. We'll be back to you here shortly. And uh, enjoy this week's episode. Thanks. <laughs> Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh, my God. Look at that top. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Welcome back to the Top 10% Podcast, guys and gals. We are coming to you from headquarters. We've got Tribal in here. We have MBK and myself, and we have our uh, special guest, which... We'll just allude a little bit and I'll kind of let him do an introduction as far as who he is and what he's about and uh, what he's about. Wow, that's nice. Good grammar today, Dan. Um, what he's all about and what his company is. And then we'll kind of prelude into 
what we are entering into with him and his company as well. Um, and where we're going to go with that. Did you just say prelude? Prelude. Preluding. It sounded like prelude. Prelude. I don't know. I can't talk today. I don't. I'm, it's already two words I screwed up. So, nonetheless, you, anyways. You, you reverse roll suddenly? I guess. I don't know. So, nonetheless, let's uh, take a second and introduce the Seed King himself. Dale, tell us where that came from. Ta- tell us about yourself. Uh, just a normal little guy. He said he's a normal guy. Yeah. Just uh, trying to get a good seed. Okay. Out to people with, uh, at, a great, at a great price, basically. So that's where it came from. So you, they give you that name for just doing those things. Yeah. I mean, Did you I give the name to yourself? Pardon? No. 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 Uh, all right. Good. No. That's like the DJ code. You can't get your own. No. You can't give yourself your own <laughs> DJ name or, you know, like it just doesn't work. So somebody has to assign it to you. I mean, it can be two people giving you two different names, but nonetheless, you know. How, how, how did you get your nickname? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's well, the Seed King, well, let me tell you guys, the Seed King's the real deal. This guy ain't got no bullshit. He comes at you straight. He's being a little shy. But tell us a story, man. Tell us what, what, what five, two outdoors uh, and, and, and your knowledge and what attracted you know what I mean? I'll be honest with you. Tell, tell people what, what I see. Well, I've been, you know, doing this for three years in business. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot longer than that, though, aside yeah, of that, right? Oh, yeah. I've been doing mixing seeds up for 10 years mm-hmm. um, for myself and my friends. Um, always looking for, you know, something to make it easier. Trying to find the next brand or mix that we want, but you can never find, you know, the one that's has the good seed purity wise mm-hmm. without any fillers mm-hmm. um so three years ago we were looking for another one and my two guys uh, mac and brent just talked me into making mine all the seed blends i've been doing making them live okay yeah and i think i think that's good you know obviously we wish we had mac and brent with us but uh we'll get them in here at a later date and maybe on the next time we have you guys on and we, we'll talk about some different things with them and what they do for five two outdoors and if you guys haven't taken a peek obviously we'll give all the leads and everything for their instagram brent runs up their social media and everything and they're all over facebook and uh instagram and you've probably seen them on plenty of our stuff as well um check them out there uh, you guys do have a uh, a good selection of seed and we can get into that and talk a little bit more about that as we start getting into breaking down um some you know properties and what we would look for and do and 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 get your opinion on that as well but so when you started you already had an established you know i guess basically uh, an established friend clientele yeah that was already you know calling you every spring and fall going dale dale i need some more seed you know, what, what can you do for me? You know, what you, you know, and then you were making blends for some other people, you know, and doing some different things. You know, obviously we, we can talk a little bit about Lincoln and what you've been doing with Packer Max for those guys, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah that's I been started, a good. It's, I mean, three years ago when I started, we, you know, we did 5,000 pounds of our mixes. I mean, we only had three mixes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just from 
my three guys or my two guys and we added a couple more of my buddies and stuff that were just selling feed to her friends right and then it just it morphed into that um into what it is now and you know we're just i constantly tinkering with the mixes mm-hmm. and getting them dialed in right and you know now it's you know i think we've got a pretty good base yeah after after the the years of uh, r&d i think you know and other things that you guys have done you know talking to you and mac and and obviously talking to brent a little bit it sounds like you guys have dialed in um some of these blends to be a little more specific to what people are looking for in certain you know whether it's soil areas or regions we talked a little bit before travel and i had talked about you know the stuff that we were doing in kentucky um, you obviously you have a place in Kentucky as well, so you're familiar with what we are doing or what we want to put in down there. So that's been a big help to us, um, even to the point of you know rolling in on a Facetime with us <laughs> roaming around in our buckwheat up there trying to figure out whether or not we got too much weeds in there. You know that was kind of a a crapshoot type plant that uh, we. I don't want to say we threw it together, but we got in there and we got after it, and we didn't know what was going to happen when we walked in there. So that was a good thing. So. I mean, with that, I mean, that's probably a good spot to start. I mean, let's start with, um, you know, people are planning probably right now in the southern reaches. If you guys are out there listening to us and you need something, call headquarters, call Dale, um, call any of us. We'll get you get you on some seed, get to their website, which, like I said, I'll have that at the end. Um, and we can make sure that we can we can put you in the right direction if you got questions about it. Um, you know, we can look at all these these particular, what is there, 10, 10 blends regularly? 10, 11. 10, 11. Yeah. Some are just single seeds, but we all have names on them. That's the, okay. the fun part of picking something out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. So, um, and, and obviously, if you need something custom, you, you got a big bunch of stuff, you're an outfitter or somewhere too, and you want to do something custom, you know, of course, if you need the land management side done, you better get a hold of us. You better be calling us. Well, that, And we're going to go into that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so... Go ahead, travel. Come on, tell, talk about it. Let's talk about it. We'll, we'll roll your format. You, no, you, you just took the. I know. Right off the top of my head. No, I'm just, I'm just freaking poking the bear today. So, um, I'm all fired up for whatever reason. Just, just got it going. So, I, I, obviously, if you guys need something on a special request or a special order, Dale does have the ability to do that. He's got the ability to, to get some different things and whatever, but uh, obviously we would prefer to use what he already has. But if there is something that, that you need, by all means, then, you know, in large large numbers, you can, oh, yeah. get, you can get it done. Yeah. So um, all the stuff's also available in bigger bags as opposed to just the, what I would call the store-ready versions, um, which are, you know, half-acre. Most of them are half- or quarter-acre plants. Yep. And then you, you can do it up to, like, the 50-pound bags as well. So that's going to get you... A lot more coverage so so let's spin on that so travel we run to kentucky we do a bunch of land management which again you need to call us if you need land management we're doing a big huge push to get fall plots in um mbk you were in indiana you did your stuff down there we took we took a bunch of stuff plots, but i did uh i planted some sorghum Okay. Yeah. I was really excited to see the sorghum when I seen the five two outdoor sorghum, the forage sorghum. Oh, the I dark got, alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got pretty excited when I seen that, so I grabbed that up real quick. It's like that's going down to Indiana with me. Mm-hmm. Took that down there, got that put in. I'm really excited to see how that does because I mean, a lot of people don't realize that deer love sorghum. They do. And so when I seen that bag of forage sorghum, I was like, "Yep, 
trying it. Let's get it in. Well, so before we go any further and give Dale a second to talk about that, that dark alley and what the difference is between that and the magician to kind of break that down so people can understand, you know, the differences in like tribal, like we were talking off record, like that magician with the Egyptian wheat and the very tall stuff versus the dark alley. Go ahead. The uh, dark alley is, is grain sorghum and forage sorghum. Mm-hmm. And it has some bar- um, winter barley in it. Mm-hmm. So it's 100% food. So it's basically, I came up with a mix just to break up a large food plots or put around the edge of your food plots, you know, to make it a little hidden area so you still have all kinds of food in it. The magician is limited food. Mm-hmm. It's going to get, you know, 10, 12 foot tall, depending on your soil. And with, with limited food, you won't, you're not going to have the deer in there to eat it. So you can use it to walk past it to get to your stand and out of your stand and, you know, to block the roads or whatever. It's yeah, it's taller. great, great screening material. And, and the dark alley is going to be, what, five, six foot? Is that really yeah, about three, all that? Three to seven foot tall. With the mix within you it. Know, okay. With the forest sorghum. But it's, like Kyle said, it's, it's a ton of food. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, the, the, I guess the coverage rate and what kind of food is in there is huge comparatively to some of the other stuff. Like if you were to take, you know, if you took a small piece of, like, brassicas versus that, I mean, the amount of food that it produces in in just that small area is huge. Yeah. I mean, you're getting two different times of when they can eat it. Um, during the dough stage, which mm-hmm. most of your grain sort of going to be gone. And then once it hardens up, they can't get to, you know, the forage sorghum is going to be seven foot tall. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be later on in January and stuff when the, they're going to be pulling them heads down. Sure. And eating. Okay. So it's kind of a, a replacement for corn. Okay. Yeah, that's a good that's a good thing. Which that works good with the way that and, and obviously guys, we're gonna have Kyle shot some um some stellar footage when he was down there in Indiana. Um Tribal and I shot some too, but uh to cover what Kyle had planted with that sorghum in between those um those cornrows and all that that you planted in there too. You, what'd you put beans in there, right? Yeah, I got beans in there. I got I did both the sorghums. So the dark alien and, and the, the magician. magician. Yep. Got both those. And yeah, with corn's coming up great. You're gonna have a pretty good tiger stripe of of corn and beans in there with that, and then that sorghum kind of letting where, them right where, in. Where were the bean? You picked up the real world real world beans at Cloverleaf. Yeah, yeah. I did. Cloverleaf. I called them up, seen if they had any in stock. They didn't have any in stock, but they said they could do me a solid, order me some, and they drop shipped it right to where I needed it. So. Great service. It was awesome. Got the seed right there. I was able to drive down, get there, get it planted. You know, it's in a little bit of a time crunch, but. This, I wanted to bring that up because in a roundabout way, we didn't know it, but the seed king was in Cloverleaf about the same time. And he works very tightly with Cloverleaf as one of his vendors, which Mm -hmm. isn't far from us, but. Far enough, and 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 they these guys are amazing. They got a great store, but Dale in a roundabout way was it's kind of like the whole what is that? Um, some way or another, somehow you know all the stars <laughs> are going to align, and we're all going to hit the hit the, the playing field together. And it right. kind of right. It started with that phone call to Cloverleaf, and then Brent talking to Dan, and then all of a sudden, uh oh. 
Yeah, now we put it all together. Now we yeah. got one hell of a package going. So, I mean, I mean, that's a good spot for us to just tell you. I mean, what's coming is 5-2 and top 10. Are We are partnering. partnering. There's another screw up of words. Good Lord. I Part- swear he's been, I rubbing, know. I've been rubbing off on it. I, <laughs> too, much bur- too much bourbon over the holiday weekend or something. I don't know. So uh, I said I was rubbing off on you. That yeah. didn't come out right either. No, that didn't. No. Right, it's getting hey, deep. It's all right. This ain't PG. No. Uh-oh. So, yeah, I mean, we're partnering together with 5-2. We are going to be exclusively doing um, all of our food plot um, and planning needs are going to be done. Any of our seed stuff, anything that goes through our land management stuff, if, if uh, you know, any seed that goes in on the land management side is going to be done from the Seed King himself. Um, it's going to be one hell of a partnership. We are going to put some serious deer on the ground over 5-2 outdoors seed. And we are going to um, have some great footage. We're going to get some commercials and stuff up here pretty quick. Got a lot of things coming down the pipe that's going to hit strong um, and uh, and move towards our... Uh, I guess our, our the fall. I mean, we're we're right now. We're after Fourth of July. I mean, it's deer, deer, deer. It's I mean, it's, it's, go, it's, it's go time. It's go time to get yep. it, get you up to speed of we're top ten. Headquarters, a retail outlet. Three of us have meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and McKay, yourself, and me, we end up meeting, and we 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 we're going full fledged land management and broadening our and, you know because now I could take the jobs. Yep. And we can take the jobs because we have an ability to take 40, 50 jobs on at a time instead of 15 jobs because it's all about the customer. And the biggest ingredient we were missing was the knowledge, the seeking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got a lot of strong egos in here right now. So <laughs> Dale's being very modest with this right now. But... I'm going to stroke it a little bit. He's out there doing the work. He is. Putting the time in. Getting the new, up-to-date, latest, greatest, which fits very well with MBK. Mm-hmm. MBK is always changing quickness, the speed of jobs and cameras and utilizing the best equipment, the right opportunity, the right time. Because he's young and he wants to do other things besides work 24-7. He's doing a great job. Dale's doing the same thing. And there's other things to do besides work all day. It's not work to you no. or me. But it's not work to him. But he's also got how many different spots you're trying to maintain and mentally check in. Like this deer from age year and a half to six and a half. Now I want to go after him. It's- um, 365 days there a year, yep. nonstop. I mean, it's a deer hunting for me. That's what it is. So. Which is, it's, that's great, though. I mean, that that's it. Like, I mean, I think that we're all, if you can have something you're passionate about like that, and you can have something that drives you, then it, it doesn't become work. I mean, yeah, it's work that you have to do and things that you got to do. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's physical labor and stuff involved in every aspect of it. I mean, I mean, your shoes... You know, you're wearing boots out with the boots on the ground early on and all through, you know, it's it's the same thing. We're hard on equipment because we're using our equipment to get stuff in the ground. We're, you know what I mean? We're 
running forestry machines. We're running all over the place and doing whatever. And I think that's what you're getting at is Dale's grinding at home in the barn, bagging seed and getting it out to you guys. If you guys need it, that's the thing is like, not not only that, not just the seed, this guy's, I know he, we got a whole lot of stuff (laughs) that it just blows my mind. from, From my place here, we talked about fertilizer, which I can't get into too much. Yeah, we got some things coming. He's coming. coming. He's He's got stuff coming. He's got stuff cooking. And it's like, oh, man, this was the ingredient top 10 was missing. We we know how to set up a farm for deer Mm -hmm. 100%. Right. The key ingredient was the return so that the cost of a customer not having to have us come do their food plots and the right setup for food plot structure it takes a real hard-nosed guy to say, okay, if you put in daily meal, yep. what is it? Is it yeah, that's daily right. meal with, what was the other one? Grain bin. Grain bin. Over, overtime and grain bin. So overtime and grain bin. Yep. Okay, so this you is You can do daily meal, too, if you want to, you know, in the following year, you want a perennial plot. Which cuts my cost, mm-hmm. cuts my time, and still feeding deer. This is something that, I can't say I got 30 years of knowledge on because I've depended on farmers and we're literally structuring to kill deer based off of reading the terrain. And I could talk to a farmer and say, hey, man, hook you up here, 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 here. Just need that corn here. And we well, know in rotational we- crops, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. We knew corn and beans. Mm-hmm. We knew it strong. And that's what worked for years. But there's so much more to that that. That's where you come in, Dale, right. and you're going, okay, yeah, you can do that, and you can do the things like what Kyle just did in Indiana. You can go in there and strategically plant this stuff in in a way, shape, or form, or, well, accidentally. It was all strategic. <laughs> it was strategic, strategic. right. Yeah, we're going to call it strategic well, now with the with the, pl- the <laughs> with it clogging. So it, it is what it is, but I think – I think that's what oh, you're... you got the NBK dirty look there. Oh, yeah. He's like, man, I shot that whole video. No, it was like, I I really liked the way that, whether it was planned or not planned or whatever, I liked the way that that drill left those rows, especially the way that it kind of reads around when you're watching, and you guys will see it in the footage, when it reads around and you go in and... Um, when you put those beans in there and the way that you built that that whole deal, I like all of it. I like the way that it works. I would rather see it that way as opposed to being just a big cornfield. I really would. You know, I mean, I think obviously you could go in and Dale, you could probably overseed that corn and have some brassicas come up on the backside of it or something. But oh no, we're going in like the one plot is all corn. You're gonna brush cut that and then yeah, we're going in. We're taking it out and we're gonna. Like how you see the one plot where it's got rows, mm-hmm. the same thing is going to happen over there. I'm just going to knock the corn down. I'm going to come back in and plant some some seed in there. And, and I like that. I like that whole idea of like, and then that corn's on the ground, and then you can go right in and just plant it. So. Yeah, I'm like, it's going to look nice. So. But on yeah, this no. corn, you don't got to buy the corn. Typically, that's how we were always set up. Right. When we put in a food plot, a lot of the food plot was put in by the farmer, and then we would oversee barascas in there. And that was always pretty much our go-to thing. We never... Yeah, past years. Like, this is my first year ever doing corn. Yeah. First year, you know... Yeah, you just had a straight plot in there last year, right? That's what you guys went... I've always done, you know, food plots between Nebraska's and clovers Mm -hmm. for, you know, spring and summer and stuff like that. So, corn is a whole new thing for me this year, putting it in 
myself. Right. Uh, you know, like you said, it's always been off of the farmers. We've been able to take from the farmers in some places. Some farmers, you know, it's a different story. So, yeah, but I think that's that's stealing something out of your vocabulary. I think that's going to be advantageous for the whole plan and and doing exactly what what you want to do down there and driving those deer right to where we want them to be. So, um, Dale, 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 you came up with. On, on, on my uh, yeah, you guys just farm. went and looked at your personal. So let's talk about that. What he came up to me was tell him. I mean, it just but, saves me time hmm. and money. And you, what did you see there on my doe factory? Roughly thirty acres. Thirty acres, and you planted some corn that <laughs> I think every stalk's been ate off. So you don't have a lot of you know springtime food in May, basically. Um, I mean. Probably what sixty percent of your corn stalks were top, and they're only so tall. I mean, so I mean, I'm big on rotating. So I mean, if you have a plot in Brassicas, you know, the next year I'm gonna put in my my grain bin mix, but with overtime. Mm -hmm. Overtime has the clovers and the radish. You know, the clovers are gonna put back all the um, the nitrogen back in your soil, Mm -hmm. and the trophy radish, you know, the deer are going to eat the tops, but that radish sucks up all the nitrogen in that soil, but they're not going to eat that two-foot-long tubers in the ground. It's just going to rot and then put more nitrogen back in your ground. Added with the clover comes springtime, you know, then you got, you know, that's going to switch over back to your brassica mix. Okay. So, I mean, we walked this thing and came up with between, you know, putting in um, grain bin and overtime, you know, you got your perennials. Of, you got one spot with what daily meal in it. Another one with, you're gonna put in uh, clucking grunt in the spring, mm-hmm. um, and then lots of leaf and up t- towards the house more is gonna be just bobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's yeah, that's gonna become that. That's that's completely. The farm has always carried deer. That's it's always carried deer. If I I, I can not put a single food plot in, that's gonna carry deer. It's part of the top ten percent plan. That mm-hmm. farm always could shine, but it really reflects now when you when you when you try to plant corn, and seventy percent is chewed off, and you literally got nineteen percent ragweed sitting there that they're mowing down too. At one point, I out my back window, I count twenty seven does. Yes, it's a doe factory. Right. I build doe factories. I don't care. You can't tell me otherwise. The proof's on the wall. We build doe factories. We draw does, and then we kill the bucks when they come in there to do the thing. But to give them bigger, healthier does yeah, and give that variety at a lower cost, this is where Dale stepped up top 10%, and we're going to step up five guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a little running joke. Oh, yeah. We get He's been some... stabbing at me, and so, so we get along very well. Two old men that like to throw some daggers. But this guy is out there running, picks up the phone. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, look at this shit. Yep, you're fine. Blah, 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 blah. He's literally FaceTiming me and you. Yep. Talking about Kyle. So he was very excited to get to meet you because he's he's taking notes to hear about what you're doing in Indiana and on your urban farms and doing these things that can cut our cost, but yet it's going to cut our customers' cost. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tenfold. Not only does it help us, it helps them. You know, and we're, and let's be real, it's quality. 
So there's there's a lot of bags of fill out there, isn't there, Dale? I touch, yeah, I touch everything one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I get them 50-pound bags, and I have a little bag of machine, and I touch every 50-pound bag, you know, and every and every five pounder that comes out on the backside, you know, so. which you know, and that's the thing. That's something else that you know. When Scott and I initially were talking about things with with you and uh, and where I was at with it, and just listening to the conversation with you on the phone, and and you're going, I, I mean, I'll be there tomorrow. You know what I mean? I, this is the deal. He's Michigan based, which we're we're huge about that. So the the advantage of that is if we don't have it. I mean, if we're in the store and we don't have it, we can get it within a couple of days. If Dale's got it, we can get it in a couple of days. We got a code coming. Yep, we do. We got a code coming. Two days. Two two codes. Two codes. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we're going to do five five percent off. You break it down yeah. yeah, you got better memory. Than yeah, that. one's five percent off for you guys. Anybody wants to order, then ten percent off if they want to do order over hundred over hundred dollars. Up to a hundred bucks. That's you know which one you know depending on. I mean that's the thing right now, guys. If you're thinking about getting that sorghum in the ground, I mean you're, we're running out of time. Like this is it right now. If you want yeah. height out of it anyway, yeah. I mean. Well, the the dark alley. Dark alley be fine, in, right? You got time. I mean, the, the whole thing is everybody worried about the maturity dates and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's 110 day and you got 90 days, so if it gets three foot and six foot. It's a percentage, yeah. It's like yeah. you know, you're you're getting eighty percent of growth instead of a hundred percent. So right. if it's twelve foot, you're going to get ten foot. Yeah. I mean, same with brassicas. I mean, anything that you you get it in, you're going to have something the deer are going to eat. Right. You know the like the the lots leaf. You know, it's fifty to sixty sixty five days. Some are shorter, some are longer. But can you break down that lots leaf? We you've heard lots of leaf a lot. Um, Can you break that that blind down for me? Yeah, it's a little unique. It has four forage brassicas, which are just root base, Mm -hmm. and everything's top growth. Mm -hmm. Um, It has canola, which is kind of, you know, I never really heard about canola too much. That um, Mac had to have canola in in a mix. And then I get over here, and Scott's talking about canola, how much he loves canola. So it's, you know, it was a little bit different. Um, But then I had... Hunter Brassica, Winfred Brassica, they're all, all the hybrid of the old-fashioned dwarf X6 rate. Okay. And, but with them two, they can be grazed up to four times. I was going to say, yeah, it's a regrowth on oh, those, yeah. right? It's yeah. just not taking one leaf off. It's eating it down towards the ground, and it's coming all coming the way right back, back up. Coming right back, yeah. And then, you know, you throw in forged collards, um, and then I got one turnip. It's a bar- Barnett turnip. Okay. Which is going to get about softball size, so that's going to last into the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will eat those turnips, correct? Oh, they'll eat the yeah, turnips. Yeah, they'll pull them right out of the ground on those yep. ones, yep. Yep, and then the thing is, what, three of the, they'll grow down to 25 degrees with the soil temperature. So oh, it wow. can freeze for two, three days at 28 degrees, and that's still, still going to grow. And okay. it's going to stay green down to 10 degrees. So there is a, a ton of food in one little bag that, you know, that's the difference with 5-2 Outdoors. I'm going to spend the money on quality seed and the next new thing it's the next hybrid that's going to you know help the average deer hunter out that's planting food plots we're not going to plant you know the thing that you want to throw out there is going to green up really quick and the deer eat it once and it's gone right i want somebody that has a half acre food plot that can feed the deer all year round or not all year round but through the season instead of 
you know, come November is gone. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, how many guys technically, there, how many guys out there they have that happen all the time? Well, that's it. They're I mean, how many? Hammered is gone. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing we were talking about off record, and that's what I was saying is I wanted to stress a little bit about those guys that are let's call them the acre and under guys that are planting. Maybe they're planting a couple small quarter acre plots, or how many times do we go somewhere and somebody tells us, "Hey, we got you know we got three acres to plant." We get there and they got three plots and they're total of an acre, or or, or less. less. You know what I mean? Or they're like, "Oh, I'm planting an acre, and you got a quarter acre." You know, they. It's tough to look at those measurements and for people to understand. But when you have high browse pressure, something like that lots of leaf is really going to keep food coming up and keep your, I guess, keep your deer coming back yeah. and over and over. Now, you can overseed that as well. With, I, you're I, the seed king. Come on, tell me. You no, know, if once you plant it, you're going <laughs> to yeah. understand. Yeah, I know. There is no sunlight getting on I know. the ground. You're gonna this stuff gets two, three foot tall. I mean, if you go on the website, you see pictures. I get in the gallery. I got guys sending me pictures of their five year old kid that you can just see their hit their shoulders. That's what I wanted dome. you to tell. I wanted you to tell there, me I mean, that. I know you can't overseed it I mean, already. I talked to Brent about yeah. it, and he told me he was like, "No, this stuff grows crazy yeah. thick." I mean, you can overseed the you know the bulbs, the right. just bulbs mix, right? Um, but lots of leaves. You're if you're not. you plant it right, there's you're not gonna have. The very area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess from that from that aspect, that's really, you know, I mean, for us for fall plots, I mean, that's what we're wanting. We're wanting we're wanting the coverage. We're wanting something that they can come in there. Like Kyle said, he's gonna run down to Indiana and he's gonna blow that corn out and right on top of it he's gonna lots of leaf it. Um, you know, I think we've got some stuff planned um, for Kentucky and Indiana as well. Similar. We've got that stuff pretty much prepped and ready. I mean, God, we're gonna be Well, I learned I learned something else today too, so I mean Tell about us. the prep and ready. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll let him break it down again because I I gotta have him put it in the notes and send it to me. Yeah, I didn't Tip, let me tell part. you my typical spray. Mm -hmm. Come back in, and we like to hit fall plots late, not real late, but late, July, end of July, August. So we like to spray plant, spray till spray plant, till plant. And and that's it's I, it could work, but I was I, today I was told was this what this he told us when we were in Kentucky? Same thing we told. Same thing, but I mean it, it time wise. Yeah, time wise of what this is about saving costs mm -hmm. to clients is something that hey stop listen no matter you know because a lot of times I think I'm right on everything even when Kyle gives me a great idea. I'll try to twist it into my ideal, and it's just who I am. But I was just like, damn. So I'll let you explain. So, I mean, everybody wants to do, go, just like you said, go out and till up the ground or go spray it first, right? Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, you till the ground up, plant, call it pack, be done. So you're just, the first thing is when you till or you spray, all you're doing is killing the weeds on top. So when you till, you're opening all that weed seed bed from ancient... All time, that new growth, yeah. All that seed, it's just sitting there. So if you do have time, mm -hmm. I like to go and till the ground, let it sit, you, de you know, depending on whether two to three weeks until you get four to six inches of, you know, weed growth. Depends on, like you said, if it gets rain, then I go in there and spray... Broadcast, cuddle pack, done, all in one day. So, 
What's the timing after after you spray? Do you wait a couple hours? No, I go right back, take my backpack sprayer off, and start loading because up the, rock, the solo spreader and mm-hmm. walk out and do it. Because that that's my wife's salon. Which is, <laughs> we have very thin walls and just <laughs> look and, and at he, his face is like, whoa, what is going on? Yeah, we're in a time machine or something. So. The reason for that is because the seed is coated and it's only going to kill the foliage, correct, Dale? The seed, some seeds coated. It, the, the, the Roundup won't kill anything. It's, it's a seed. It will only kill green growing, you know, plants. Foliage, yeah. Foliage, correct. It will not, if, as long as the seed, if you, there's, you know, people are talking now of if you go out and say you broadcast your seed today, you mm-hmm. get heavy dew tonight. And you want to spray tomorrow? Then the absorption seed, that that seed's already wet that can hurt germination. Okay. But if you do it all in one day, you know you won't have that problem. Well, in most, uh, you, I don't want to speak on most of them because I'm not a chemical guy. But most of that stuff, when it gets ground contact, it neutralizes it anyway, right? And yeah. On it, most of the spray, like that yeah, Roundup stuff, it, if it gets hits the dirt, it's it's gone. neutralized so me, most cases. On on this point earlier. We were having a conversation and you were, I'm not going to, it was another seed company bag. Can't. So clover is what, four pounds, four to eight per acre, correct? Six, it's so eight to ten pounds an acre. If you had a little bit of con- to do what you were talking about with mm-hmm. your blend and it maybe killed a few seeds, you're mm-hmm. still getting more. Because math, mathematically, things don't lie. When it's true in front of you, it does not lie. Right. Right. What he showed me in the bag, which... Based off percentages, is that what you're talking right, about? Right, yeah, that so bag, it really was only a coverage of... 1.9 acres, or one, 1. 1.9 pounds for a half acre that we were, I was showing you. Oh, yeah, it's already way short. So, so yeah. Oh, so you're like... So what it is, is holy crap. what he's talking about is when you get... A lot of coating on a seed yep. in blends. I mean, we were talking about one. I was at a store. It was 50-pound bag of medium red clover, 51% coating, 49% purity of seed. So Ugh. right there, you're down to 25 pounds, okay? Um, but when we were looking at other bags, uh, you get something that says, you know, three pounds, four pounds a half, you know, for a half acre. Mm-hmm. But if it has 30 to 40% coating... It's already knocked down. Plus, then you add in the germination rates, so you're looking at a lot less seed. Okay, the coating does help, and you can see some of it's okay if it's you know I, I don't like to go in any I like to say if I have to have it yeah which is hard right now to get any seed especially clovers with no coating no coating um, with a what happened last year out west but mm-hmm. I like to stay around twenty percent. Okay. If, if I have to have it, if I can get 10%, I'm fine. Cause if I planted, you know, and that's with clover seed, I don't like it on my brassica seed at all. I mean, mm-hmm. brassicas, I mean, you can take them out of your pocket and throw them on the ground and they're going to grow. They're going to grow. Yeah. You know, it's all moisture. I mean, I've, gr- I've, 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 well, how you can turn that shit under and then right. it comes back. I mean, look at, look at our, that. I don't even know what that was, but look at what came back in Kentucky. There was a ton of that that grew yeah. back in that spot. So I mean, you can you can broadcast brassicas, you know, and, and hopefully you get rain coming. You know, if you can trust the weatherman, and you know, ten days later you get rain, and then boom, it pops. Right, it takes off. Um, 
So there's the thing is, I mean, I'm have, I'm all about the seed tag. I mean, yeah. the big, the biggest thing that we started doing, I started this was I want to change how people look at everything and what these um, other seed companies are doing, because um, there is so much filler and stuff in these seed bags, and that the hunting industry is making ton of money for off right. of us. And if you look at you know my seed tag, I mean. I tell you exactly what's in the, I don't change the name. Everything's in the seat on the seat tag. It's an exact name on it. I even put them on the front label, which, right. you know, everybody tells me not to, but you know, if they want to copy me and get a better, then it helps the industry out and they can, you know, more hunters get better seat. Right. Well, and I mean, I guess that keeps like a whole, like, you know what I mean? That just, it's just tells the, the telltale sign of, of what five, two is about, you know what I mean? And, and you yourself and in every conversation that we've had, it's been, you know what I mean? Straight to the point and, and honest and nothing, you know, you're like, Hey, this is the deal. This is the way it's going to work. I mean, same thing with you know, any conversation we've had with him. Tribal has been the same way. You know what I mean? He's told us like, no, you guys don't do that. Do it this way. Or this is what you should do here. And, and it's been positive for, for us and and like you said it's going to be very very good for these future land management jobs that we get to go and we can get stuff in the ground we can get stuff done that much faster for the consumer and then there's a cost savings there both on the seed and on the time and you absolutely in this in the germany the, the quality of the seed is i mean second guys, to none yeah you guys haven't been able to get anything like this so okay well, we, when, when you got a timeline, that's the, the hardest part about land management. You got a timeline, and I can't stand being behind. I want immediate results, and we yeah. know how to get immediate results, but you can't cut corners, but we're learned there is a corner to cut. Like, what, the way I did it, I typically do it, we're going to get a food plot in. It works. And yeah. sometimes you have to with the timing. I mean, it's, but it's right. you know, all it, about the timing. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you were in Kentucky and, you know, I did it this year in the spring when you're there, you got to, you till the ground up. It's like, man, I got to get it in. I'm going to do it. If I yep. get weeds, I got to deal with it. And that's exactly yeah. what we did too. You know what I mean? The same thing with that, that whole top plot that we did, that was the same thing. We just busted it up and said, it grows, it goes. Right. Here we go. But when you do that for a customer, it's different. Yeah, I mean, you, you want... Cannot, you can't do that. If it goes, it goes. For mine, yeah, okay. But for one of our customers, this is why it was very advantageous and very... This is exciting. Yeah, it's great. we could add this to our arsenal, and he's adding us to his arsenal. Yeah, so the knowledge base becomes tenfold. You know what I mean? Well, what did I say? I said something that was kind of, that was kind of cheesy, five... Five times two is oh, five, no yeah. five times two equals the top ten percent. Top ten percent. So yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of things to come from That's that side good. of it. I think there is a ton of stuff that I see in the mixes that I like, just like Kyle said with with the dark alley. When I seen the same bag, and I was like, wow, this is I'm impressed. And, and it was funny because that's what, the, you know, he was like, yeah, this is good stuff. And, can, you know, looking can, at the things that I see. Canola is a very expensive seed. Yeah. It is. Okay, and it's cost on where the canola is at. It's very, very low. I mean, I yeah, and then when you what, add up. There's over 20% of canola in that bag. You're right. So you got very little profit 
in there, but you're and you're even adding in the purity and the poundage into the bag, so it's actually matching. So that's what sets you apart with some of these other companies. Well, that just that and just seals the deal on repeat customers for us and him. I mean, tenfold because like as soon as that comes up and does whatever, and especially once they realize what the and I don't know if you're going to go into the canola talk or not, but once they realize what that browse pressure is with those things and, and different things like that, then it, and it's huge. It, it's, it's happened. I mean, like I told you earlier, you know, I got, when we were pushing it the first year, we had what, four or five of us, mm-hmm. you know, and then I had a couple more guys and, you know, this last year we quadrupled our sales and it was just the word of mouth again. I mean, right. you know, the guys they were selling to their friends bought it, their friends bought it. And then this year, I mean, it's, you know, now we're pushing. I got dealers, so now these guys are pushing the, the uh, their customers to the dealers as much. But these, it's still all the customer service. I mean, right. it's you know, I get I get phone calls every day. I text messages, and there's I will take care of every single customer from the. T- I mean, I've talked to people, you know, that are just questioning, you know, about the seed, checking into it, and mm-hmm. then three weeks later they I get an order, and then they call me you know, a week later when they're getting ready to order it or when they get planted to make sure what they're doing. And they're, you know, I, I answer my phone text nonstop and that's what it's about. I mean, I'm going to take care of that customer from the first time I talked to them until they're completely happy and they're sending me pictures of their food plots. Right. Yeah. That's huge. The customer service side is huge. I mean, quality, quality, see quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good combination. It is. And you, I mean, we're, I, you know, with your food plots today is, you know, we're just getting the basics, you know, all the different things down. But mm-hmm. I, I experiment with all mine. I mean, adding, you know, four different of our blends together to see mm-hmm. what, what happens. Um, I like to fail, you know, I like to. Well, failure is just the first step of success. Correct. Um, Kyle, we don't like to fail. On <laughs> our end of it. Well, there, yeah, but the cows, I mean, going, is, you're you're always the failure. If we fail, it means we just miss. Yeah, maybe failure in deer hunting, shooting a deer is different. I mean, you can always, you know, plant something. I mean, if we plant grain bin, lots of leaf, overtime, frosty, all in one plot, we're gonna get something to grow. It's just dialing it in to see, make sure the ratios are correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it is. Like you know, last year I planted. A field of uh, dark alley, and I left, and I went back through, and I added some daily meal in it, but I planted the dark al- or dark alley too thick, so not enough sunlight. But I, what I ended up doing is coming back through and taking twenty inch or twenty foot rows past through there, and swatches, put, and put lots of leaves so the deer came out of the the woods and they followed them past all the way up through, and then they pop into you know with a um, sorghum, mm-hmm. you know. So now I know what ratio to plant the sorghum and still have some clover inside there. Right. So I will tell you in Southern Michigan, big grass equals big box. Okay. Screening, screening. And he daily even said it, the deer will not pass through some of the screening that's on the market. They just won't. No, even they won't walk through magician. And if you plant it correctly, you, if you plant it, 
and you want the deer, you know, to dictate which way they come in through, you know, you're putting 20, you know, take a two foot space through that and the deer, that's, they're going to funnel right through that spot every time. Just got to be very, very careful on that because a lot of companies will put that out there or may even add food to that Egyptian wheat Mm -hmm. and it becomes to a point where you're detouring, completely deterring your mature buck Mm-hmm. from ever using that. So right. that's that's the one thing, and, and, and I like that idea that you know one thing about your seed. It's a, it's a screen. It's 100% a screen on the magic. So next year it's even going to get better. For the magician. Yeah, for the magician. Yeah, mm-hmm. they come out with the sorghums they come out with every year. I mean, I can order sorghum right now by the foot. If I want it 18 foot tall, I want 16 foot tall. Does it mean it's better? That's the whole point no, I'm trying to make. I don't want anything Does over it, 10, 12 foot tall. Right. No Does it make it, it better because no. you got the tallest screen? No. But the whole part is. Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to? Yeah, what else are you going to need right. more than 10 or 12 feet for? Right. I mean, right along, unless you're road, road frontage stuff. I mean, which we've done a lot of that. And the road frontage stuff, 10 or 12 feet, people, unless you're going to. You know, standing on top of a semi, you're not seeing well, over yeah, it. Yeah, drive, drive with a high load. Right, with a, with right. A yeah, with a bucket, you're not seeing over it, top of it, right. so it's perfect. Right. It's just, you know, like I said, tweaking the little seeds in between. I mean, we build a foundation of three, four foot, you know, five foot, and I can get different sorghums now that are going to fill in at the six foot level that, that's you know, it the whole point I was trying to get to. Which, you know, you that's where. totally storm my thunder. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got me talking now. So I, I know. You know. See, but this is what, what got us going with each other. <laughs> is I had this whole freaking plan lined up about big grass, and then I was going to talk about canola. And, you know, canola works. Any blend of canola in it, you want to snatch it off the shelf. If you're in southern Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky, you want to snatch it off the shelf. It's a Midwest. sought yep. blend, and big deer come to canola. They mm-hmm. love it. Add it to all the other stuff. They absolutely love it. They can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking from experience, 100%. It's a Canadian seed, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you could only get it through a broker it's, or a seed. I, I only got one. My one supplier can get it, and that's it. Right, because at one point it was easier to get it, but then it got harder, mm-hmm. and it became absolutely impossible to get it. And canola and the way you've wrapped it into the other blend, other stuff. We're pumped. We're excited to use it. We are. Just to use that and bring that. And, um, you know, like I said, big grass equals big bucks, but the right food plots and the right setups. Well, and that's it. I mean, that's kind of where I was going to go. I mean, I know we've talked a little bit about your place, Scott, and we talked a little bit about Indiana, but let's just take, let's just shoot from the hip a little bit. Get Let's give Dale a scenario. Kyle, Maybe give him a scenario on something that you have that you're going to plant that you don't necessarily know what direction you would want to go. Or, I mean, do you got anywhere yet that you don't have a – you've pretty much got everything planned out. You know what you're doing already, don't you? In a way, yeah. i got a plan. I want food everywhere. Well, right. I mean uh, – you, you got food all year round? I try to, yeah. Okay. But some farms, you just can't do that, you know. Some farms – 
can't plan on them, you know what I mean? You're strictly looking at a woodlot. What, what can I do with a woodlot, you know? I got nowhere to plant. Well, that's the hard part. I mean, you got to have three, four hours of sun. And I mean, if you got three, four hours of sunlight, you can plant brassicas. You know, and you got to plant all your clo- in the clovers. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's strategically, you know, I have one little plot and I struggled with it. It's only a, a quarter acre. Mm-hmm. And I kept, uh, finally, you know, it was not much sunlight. So I kept going out there three days in a row at noon, one and two o'clock, kept looking up and finally figured out, I don't need to take out, you know, 30 foot wide of trees. I took out three trees. Mm-hmm. Now that's, now that has my clucking grown in it grows from edge to edge. That's awesome. And because just the sun, the rotation of the sun gives enough sunlight in it. Well, had you talked to us, we could travel and I, Kyle could came out there. We would have showed you which three trees to take out right away, right? (laughs) (laughs) Might have been a few others. Well, yeah. Well, if you, if you're out on a tree removal process (laughs) with tribal, there's more than three going down, I can tell you. Well, well, well. I didn't kill much of my CRP, right? That nope. you got That's what I was bringing about for tall grass. Tall grass, yeah. The deer love to travel where they are secured. Mm-hmm. Safety first. And they mm-hmm. literally, I mean, for an example, yes, we got a doe factory. And it's proven it's a doe factory. But it's proven if there's a big buck in the area, we're going to eventually kill it. Yep. And... Adding more food to it is going to be a key, but I didn't take out, like, when I took out some of the area to add a food plot. You didn't take out all the pertinent areas. You still left that sanctuary stuff. all the early succession grown with all the goldrod, ragweed. I mean, there's a ton of food in that, plus it gets, you know, going to be four or five foot tall. So it's good browse and everything else. It's huge. Dale's literally pointing to weeds and saying 18%, 19%. 16 percent i knew this stuff right too because this is what but when when you got that knowledge on top of on top of good blended seed yeah it's huge i can't stroke it enough but that's why we're rolling with dale the seed king because he doesn't want his customers nor do i want to start hammering business at full tilt well, we don't have we don't want to have the stuff fail on the backside, and that's the part that we didn't have the knowledge on to be able to bring that to the table. Just right. like you were saying, like we could right. we couldn't walk out. There. I mean, we don't get me wrong. Like you said, we know. You know, what I mean, Kyle's gonna look at it. and He's gonna tell us this, this, this. You're gonna look at it. You're gonna see this. We're all gonna see something different, but it's ultimately gonna lead to the same, and probably a lot of it's gonna be the same. And then, but then when it comes to looking at some of the the planning, we're like execution right and then now now we have you know obviously we have dale on board with us and we're going to be able to look at that and go he's going to go no no don't do that there do it here and do it this way or that way or be able to to make it so that it's creating different levels of of different levels of success that's it and for our customers that's going to be huge i noticed one thing in this in this day and age people don't meet execution Mm mm-hmm all right, so you hear it all the time. You hear it about the consultations. You hear about this or that. I'll draw you a plan. I'll get it on a chalkboard. I'll get it on a drawing board or whatever. I'll do this. I'll do that. Dry erase board. 
drivers Same or whatever. Dude was waiting. He's like, wait. <laughs> whatever. I mean, I, it was chalkboard because I don't use drivers for the only time I ever got on board was a chalkboard and the teacher said you need to shut up. It's vintage. Shut vintage up. chalkboard. Yeah, game. shut the fuck up, Hunter. Get up here and write that 20 <laughs> times because that's how the teacher would talk to you back then. Can't talk to him. And I'd be like, 20? How many is 20? Take your shoes off, Scott. Uh, this bitch. What'd you say? That's probably <laughs> what it was up there today. Yeah. Uh-huh. But no, every, <laughs> no, actually... I mean, walking through everything, I mean, the different ideas I had, I mean, he, you know, we just talked about, you know, the placement of them and, you know, what ideas you could do here or there. And I mean, he put them where he wanted them. Right. You know. Um, Which I think, like like you said, placement, there's certain things you can do differently mm-hmm. and it still be effective. You know, there's a couple different ways to do different things. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a lot of other people out there that would say one thing versus the other. But what I think... It's the ultimate, like, what are you looking for? What's your end goal? I mean, if somebody's just looking to have some food in their backyard, you know what I mean? That's one thing. If you're looking to, yeah, I mean, if you're, you know, I mean, you do have, yeah, you have wildlife seed blends. You can, you know, you can do all that. But if it's one of those things where you're looking to build the dough factory that brings the buck factory, you know, like we want to do, I mean, I'm not going, you know, I'm not sorry, Crystal, but I'm not going to a bar back in my single days if there wasn't females there. I'm just not doing it, and and I've said that before. The same thing. The bucks are not going to go to whether it's. I mean, I don't care what you got planted. They're not going unless you're bringing the does there too. You know, if there's no does, there's no bucks. You know, future crop. No, there's not. You know, and the the you know obviously we can get into a whole different line of conversation about that, but we won't. But I think that that says a lot, though. Like, you you touch on each of the things that people can need, and I think that's why I was what I was going with with asking Kyle about different a different area or something small or a woodlot that, what can you do? Well, you know, if you have this or you have that option, you can go this route. Um, maybe you have excessive sun. Right. You know, maybe it's in the middle of a, a hilltop. What do, we, what do we do there? I mean, I get the question that right there, and I tell her if – if you have a one, you've got two plots. If it equals one acre, mm-hmm. I'm planting lots of leaf on half and grain bin over time on the other half. Got it. And all I'm doing is flip-flopping them every year. Yep. And then on my brassica plot, you know, come February, I'm throwing down, you know, rye, winter rye, and, and um, frosty. Okay. Um, rye's going to, you know, if you don't understand what winter rye is, it has a natural allopathy in it to suppress weeds. So you get less weeds with... So with similar to like a buckwheat type. Yeah, buckwheat just, it shades it out. Right. But the, the rye... The rye will actually overtake it. In yeah. it. Yeah, it just doesn't let it grow. So that's the biggest thing is when you have, coming into springtime, when you have a dough factory, what's the most important thing for that dough? When she needs, you know, when she's... The gestation lactating, period and everything you know, else she needs to for eat. For that fawn, she needs food. And she can get it from, I mean, they eat, what, 40, 50% natural browse, somewhere mm-hmm. in there? Yeah. But if you give them that, that rise, the first thing, grow, greens up in the spring, and then Memorial Day weekend, I usually brush hog, it's three foot tall, and I got a 12-inch bed of clover on Memorial Day. And you got the rye growing, the clover growing, and, you know, if you can squeeze in a perennial plot somewhere where you have food that takes up that, fall time window when you're you know tilling mm-hmm. your 
well, it's basically your clover plot now from overtime and getting ready for your brassica plot. You know, you got that window right there where there's no food around there. You're going to eat. And the natural browse isn't the best come July. Mm-mm. You know, it's hot. So if you can get a little bit of a perennial plot growing and, you know, you throw in Daily Meal, which has, uh, what, four different clovers? Mm-hmm. So you got white, red, oslate, everlasting. I mean, each one of them clovers is a, is, will work when, no matter what Mother Nature throws at you. I mean, some likes wet soil, some will do better in a drought, some in the heat. I mean, that's... So it's broad spectrum then, yeah. basically. And that, that rye that you're planting, too, that's moisture retention, too, so it holds that moisture yeah. and stuff in the and soil, so it, it just that, adds all that back all into the, the clover, too. Matter, all the stems and everything back in. And it's, yeah. As long as you, you know, don't till your soil... You know, eight inches down every time. If you just take, if you just get it two inches, mm-hmm. that's enough to for any seed that you're going to plant in food plots. I mean, unless you're doing soybeans or corn, which that can be what inch and a half somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah you know? I mean, sure beans. What will, the drill puts it in that, but right? Yeah. I don't think it's very far. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I, I think I it's mean, just surface. And my, I can get the only seed I cannot get from my supplier is rice. I get every single thing. Okay. I mean the the four the the soybeans I tried them against the you know real world I I planted two and a half acres they're deer like them both because they were gone in three weeks so <laughs> yeah you know, didn't they didn't prefer one or the other yeah, they, they just ate them every single one was gone in done three weeks. so but we get I can get anything I can make any mix up I mean but you, if what you just went over though it's kind of like what a farmer does when they rotate their crop. Mm-hmm. And which gives back to the soil yeah. and you reduces your costs on spray, yeah. fertilizer. Yeah. And, and the first thing you sh- anybody should do, I mean, is a soil sample. That you can get them for 10 bucks, mm-hmm. just the basic ones, um, and get, that'll get you a start. Um, but like if you, like I said, if you put... Even if you have all, I mean, you can't do brassicas in your Jeez. pot every year. I mean, you can, but eventually something's going to catch up. You're going to mine your soil out, or right. you're going to get a, a one of the funguses that follow brassicas. So you need that rotation. So you want to rotate it out. And the, the thing is, is on the brassica plot, you don't want to go first thing in the spring and till it up and tear it up. You want it naturally to decay. Mm-hmm. That helps staying away from the fungus. Okay. So, but like I said, you should go in, I do a half, I do 50 pounds of rye mm-hmm. and, and a bag of frosty per half acre. And it's crazy. And I mean, I got food all year. And then you just rotate, and then you just rotate I mean, in I got, whichever, you just rotate right. in the grain bin in the, yep. in the overtime I mean, or I daily got, meal, I whichever think one. It, I think it pictures what last year or of pictures of last year, part of my grain bin overtime mix, I, I let it go. I, you know, I didn't mow it in Memorial Day, and I mowed it in July, and the mammoth red clover was three foot tall. Wow. And I mowed it twice. I had to hit it with my bush hog twice to get it down. So that's a lot of material, organic matter you're putting back in your soil, a lot of nitrogen is adding. Yeah, that's a lot. And Especially at three feet of height. I mean, that's a lot of material. Yeah, and that's what brassicas like is nitrogen, just like corn. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, if you have the bulbs left over or the right, you know, farmers use radishes for a cover crop big time because the deer don't eat the rat, you know, they eat the, what, the top inch or two it sticks out of the ground. Mm-hmm. 
but they can't pull that you know that foot long or 18 inch long tuber out those of those tubers yeah it just rots and adds a you know nitrogen back right to the ground okay this is all good this is all good stuff i mean we're getting that's all the knowledge right there. yeah that's i mean we're, king. yeah it is i mean that's the whole thing i mean he was modest about why why they call him the seed king and i think you guys that are listening now will understand that there's a lot more to it than just uh you know, uh, I threw some seed in a bag and sent it out, you know. The other, yeah, the other thing we want to get emphasized in, Dale's got a great personality, and he really cares about his customers. Yeah, he's a great business guy, too, you know. And, I mean, um, he's, he's that got was a good... the whole roundabout story with Cloverleaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I mean, you know, I mean, what you, I think Dan, I mean, we all, with Lincoln Roan, mm-hmm. you know, we all go help each other out. I mean, I'm, you know. Going up, dropping seed off to Lincoln and picking up Calder Packers and bringing them to a cloverleaf farm. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're yeah. all, you know, and I, dr- I dropped you parts off, but missed a part. I mean, he parts. To the wrong he dropped his parts off. <laughs> he dropped my part. Part off. of what we needed. <laughs> he dropped part. You know, I didn't know you guys were going parts. You, know, you needed in Kentucky that next day, but whoops. Yeah. That's all right. We made it work. Yeah, we would. Well, yeah, we, we did made it work. We had the uh, Lincoln. That was the, what was that thing called? Crimper. Yeah, yeah it's Crimper around the, the Packer Max. I just gave the brackets to Cloverleaf. Yeah, Cloverleaf had my brackets. That was Jeremiah's thought. Jeremiah wanted two brackets. Well, he, he I didn't notice he put them in the back seat of my truck. So, up at, that's Lincoln's son. Whoops. Oh, that's Lincoln's son. Yeah, All Jeremiah. Right. I thought you meant Jeremiah the Amish. No. No, Joe's, just Joe's. Joseph. No, he's a good guy. This, you bought seed from him, right? The, yeah, the three got your beans. <laughs> yeah, see next now, now, now I can provide you beans next year. Are, are exactly the same. MK's over there. Who? What are you guys talking about? I had my headphone off for he a second. Put, I was, put him on the couch. He's gonna be dozing off. It's normally Remy over there dozing off on the other end. So, well, I think there's 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 a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of stuff within these we just scratched the surface on some of the seed blends i mean the stuff that we're going into for the fall um and i think you know as we wind stuff down we're an hour in now um i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna just kind of quiz you and this just depends on an area as well and we've kind of talked a little bit about that um some but a little bit um, yeah you gotta leave i know you're like you're easily looking for the chalkboard like concerned already no i think what what I want to touch on is like what if if somebody's here and they're looking for they're looking to plant right now what should they be planting right now what should they be looking to plant you know let's let's talk about like what we're walking into for fall stuff here we are the 5th of July we're in Michigan so I know that's going to vary a little bit not much a week or two so what do you, what would we be putting in now? What would you recommend for people to put in? And obviously that depends on their acreage. But let's yeah, say the guy has one acre, three acres, or five acres. Well, right now, I'd be make sure I was ready to put seed in the ground by the 20th of July. Okay. Just be safe because I always tell everybody August 1st with the lap sleeve for just bobs. Uh-huh. Um, and you play the weather, man. If, you can, if he tells you the truth or you want to believe him, you, you know, you got rain coming the July 24th, then put it in because August, that, that range. And, you don't want to get rain, to August. We have no clue. Right. Um, and then next thing I ask them is, 
are you more of a bow hunter or gun hunter? You know, because the bow hunting, you're going to put, you want lax leaf. No. You know, right, you know, the closest to your stand. If you're hunting a, on the food plot, you put the lax leaf closest to your stand, and then the, and it just bobs out further so you can reach it with a gun. Okay. I mean, the the lax leaf doesn't need a frost. They're, they're going to eat that two weeks after you plant it. Um, and then from there, you're looking, I mean, you can do clovers anytime if you want to trust their, you know, but I don't like I, the clovers. I wait till either early, early spring mm-hmm. or September or and, winter with frosty or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you know, September the on a clover, September. Yeah. You don't have the, if you can take care of your soil, you know, and say you could till it, kill it, you know, till it every three weeks and get the weeds out and you can, you can plant it and then you get a good rain. Some seeds will beat the weeds. You know, in the spring or, you know, I planted cluck and grunt in Kentucky, August 20th, and it had 10 days of 90 degree weather. And still was good. You can see pictures on the Facebook about it. I mean, you know, I fought some weeds here and there, but it's, the seed's going to grow. Right. Um, But then they got the grain bin and the overtime is about a month later. Well, August 20th, you want to be, make sure it's ready to go. Okay. Um, And then, I mean, you got... The other stuff is, you know, you got your clovers, the dark alley, the sort, you know, the the sorghum mix is pretty close to the end. I mean, you can get it in. You're not going to have, you know, much height. And uh, the Egyptian wheat or the magician, you're right on the edge of running out of time. I mean, it all depends where you're at. You know, our average frost in this area is, I think, September 19th over the years, but I don't. I, last year it was closer to October before we got a killing frost, which is twenty nine degrees or something like that. Right. So, but right now I'd be getting everything ready and being prepared for lots. I mean, if I had lots leaf, would be the the one I did. Okay. I mean, and then just follow that up with a grain bin in the overtime. Yeah. Depending yeah. on on the other half, and then yeah. rotate it the next I mean, year if I you're plant, doing small stuff. Yeah. I mean, I like diversity. I like. I'll plant. I want. Um, clo- I want a perennial, I want a brassica, and I want a green, you know. Um, and that's, you know, I was working a kid last night, mm-hmm. you know, for next year already. He's thinking, he already knows what he's doing this year, and we're putting in, he's got an acre, and we're putting in a half bag of uh, dark alley and, and two bags of uh, um, black and gold for a soil builder. He's up in Baldwin. Okay. In the sandy soil. Yep. And that's going to give him food all year round. With the clovers inside it, the the, the sorghum's going to be spread out enough that it's going to get sunlight to everything. Okay. So just a, a wide broadcast on that, and then that's going to yep. do what you said. So then obviously yep. they can get some soil. Them two you can mix together because the seeds are all about the same size. but So you won't have any issues no. in broadcasting. Like and then the, you'll get a good mix. Yeah. With a grain bin. Is like, that like a one part to one part? Or no, would that be like half to? I, yeah, you want to cut the... If you got to plant, yeah, cut the, the sorghum in half of whatever total acres you got. Okay. Uh, but there's so, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, you can, on these mixes, you know, you can, instead of overtime, I mean, we got straight radish you can, you know, add into everything. But with the grain bin, you plant that, you know, you broadcast that first, come mm-hmm. back over, call the packet, and then I come right over it with overtime. Now, if you want a, a perennial, if you want to do that, you add you can add the daily meal. Instead, of the next year you got a perennial plot, and then you got that for you know three to five years, 
I got plots that are 10 years old, but I frost feed, you know, usually almost every year. Just to pick up them, just, di- any bad spots yeah. or anything like that, which yeah. is, that's a good idea anyway. I mean, I think that that's, you know, if, if you're going to continue coverage and everything, that's something that you want to make sure that you do. So, okay. So, I mean, there's like, is like the clucking ground with the, you know, if I've, that's been spring planted with the spring triticale in it. Um, it has a German foxtail millet, which, I mean, it, we can see it get five foot tall. It's just tall grass with a big old cigar head seed head on it. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's in there for is to provide structure throughout your plot. I mean, what do deer like? What do big bucks like? Tall grass. Big grass. Big grass. This stuff gets in there, and it's only, it's good, it's only there for one year. You know? Um, mm-hmm. So... It's, then after once it's all gone, you got six and a half pounds of perennial plot. After all the grasses yeah. and all that organic. oats and triticale has gone. And the, yeah, you know, all that organic matter just goes yeah. in there and just naturally fertilizes right. all that too. Right. So it's I huge. Mean, all these it's huge. Together. This is huge stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is huge. There, there's a science to this, and I guess, again, not to spin on that, but that's why the seed king, guys. That's that's why we're doing what we're doing. Well, no low-life fruit. No, no. We get right at it. Come up with a plan to harvest the deer, feed mm-hmm. the deer, and keep the deer. That's it. So all over here, how do I keep deer on my property? How do I keep deer on my property? Well, I think that's the biggest thing that we're touching on right now. I mean, that's it. You know what I mean? Food. Like we said, if you if you got the food there and you have it done right and you keep them there, you're going to get some doe families that are going to stay. You're going to get some regular. And I know some of these people struggle with certain areas. They don't have the volume whoa uh, they don't have the volume of 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 deer in their area and that doesn't that doesn't make a difference when you're planting good quality product they will find it they will right. you know i mean and even in agricultural spots you know we see you know they will seek out what they like as opposed to what they don't we all know that so well i mean anything else you want to add travel mbk I'll try and wrap her up what do you got what do you think? It's something on your mind. I know. He's like, I see him grinding over there. He's got some grinding. What I do you think? I stopped him twice. You know, he never got to finish what he was going to do, but. I, you know. I mean, I had something. I just can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I did have, I'd have something. I'd wait for the time to pitch in, but then it's gone. It's all right. We'll be yeah, plenty of time. We're going to pitch in, but it's gone. Yeah. I had um, something good, too, I wanted to end with. Run. But I, I forgot. <laughs> okay. No, I didn't. I didn't forget. <laughs> no, he doesn't forget. He's. We 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 definitely super excited, Dale, to have you with Top Ten and and us to be with you. I'm excited to be here. So yeah. great. I, I I mean I told told all my guys, you know, and they're all super excited. We so. we really emphasize numbers. And numbers are really, really important. And and, we, and you'll hear a lot of podcasts. And I, this is where I really want to go to. And I hopefully, I, we won't spin, but we kind of spin. And it's, but the numbers are the numbers. When you hear like things like, you got to kill the two matriarchs off the farm or get the dough numbers and handled. And you're dealing with anything under 100 acres. Man, fill your tags, get the meat, whatever you think you can hit. It's a number game, and it's about feeding those numbers mm-hmm. if you're in the market of chasing mature whitetails. Yep. 
if you don't carry doe numbers, you don't get new babies, new recruitments. Lincoln's Let Them Go, Let Them Grow is based upon numbers. Mm-hmm. They want to bring more yearling bucks to two and a half, which in turn gives more three and a half, more four and a half, five and a half. It's all about the numbers. So when you cut the numbers, you're mathematically already out of the game. Right. You're out. So I'm all for harvesting deer. Any deer you want is your tag. But when you hear, and this is what I like about the Seed King, mm-hmm. we ain't going to say no names. We ain't going to do this. We ain't going to do no that. But we, could, we know deep down, yeah, we all want to make money. Dale wants to make his return to money. When, when we're rolling, we want to make our profit. Yeah, ROIs are one thing, but that's not, not what it's all about. But really. I'm yeah. not going to give you a secret formula. The secret formula is food. Pressure, food, pressure. Don't shoot small deer. People are (laughs) pressure. People are pressure. And we're Mm -hmm. we're doing the whole thing on people are pressure. Yeah, what are we? We're at the third leg now. I think we're coming into the third. We did P and we did E. We get E. What's after E? Oh. Oh. Well, I got a question for you. (laughs) I I I got a question. All right. What you got? Yeah. So if you. You t- talked about building a doe factory, right? Now, if you don't have the food, can you still provide? I mean, how many does can you get without food? I mean, you got the natural browse and everything, but, you know, I put you on the spot. But how know, much will the property sustain, yeah, maybe? Yeah, if you, you know, you, if you uh, only that would depend on the acreage, food, right? Where, you know? where are we talking? Okay, what, say, part, say, what part of the state are we talking? Say, well, just say yours 30 acres. I know, it, I know it's managed to how it's supposed to be managed, but I'm saying take an okay. average 40 somewhere and say you got an acre, you know, and you want to do the dough factory and have all the doughs in there. I mean, is there a number? I mean, a it, food I, that you need? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, you, you got the. Um, 15 to 20 percent, the natural I'll answer this because yeah. you want me to answer honestly, right? right. Yeah, none. You want to know why? What farmers are planning? Well, it all farmers are planning locations, though. My factory, well, anywhere in southern Michigan, I have yet to been called out and, and brought out, like you said, the deer don't have enough food on mine, right? I don't care, but are you because be- they're gonna walk a half a mile. To, to find get to a soybean field. But guess okay. what? Before yeah. daylight, mark my words, we could walk out on the porch and you'll hear when car goes by, mm-hmm. the deer are coming back. They're coming home. Mm-hmm. Most important ingredient is providing that food towards the fall when the crops are being harvested. To me, to me, this is me. But, when you spend, I spent money on corn and did this and did that, and you get see it get hammered out. Chicks ain't leaving. No, they're hardly even touching the beans. We went and looked. No, we went to the neighbor's field. They're they're touched. hitting my natural brows, and then they're hitting what I am putting in there right now. So, but this then, is where I'm you, learning from you. Right. What can I do to save my money? Because I'm not trying. I'm not hunting a deer during the spring, summer. Typically, I'm not hunting that deer until he's up on his feet. 
And magically, I don't know how the damn does do it, but man, they'll walk a five miles to go eat somebody else's crapper, but they're coming right back. I right. I got you. I, and, I mean, you can see it here. Yeah, and then, and then proof was in the in the pudding, and we will harvest big bucks off of that farm. We will we will kill the top three percent in that four square mile area. I don't know the number for each individual plot area. I know one thing that changed for me: new neighbor, new setup. He's in a bad, advantageous spot for me now. And now, instantly, my mind went to work. I am going to screen it. I am going to miscampus it, sorghum it, barbed wire fence it from here because I do not want the deer to cross there no more. And what did I do? I'm pushing, now I'm pushing in big food on the whole other section. So there's no cookie cutter plan. You can't draw up nothing on a chalkboard without having knowledge from well, I think you have to you have to consult the property and you have to look at each property individually right. and look at where where like you said where those angles are coming from. Where's the neighbors? Where's the roads? What do you have growing there already? What's there? But I think there's part of that too that I would want to ask. In that is what, how many does can you sustain off of, one three five acres out of thirty? So if you have five acres planted, I mean what's What's the amount of tonnage that you're getting? I mean, right. you're going to be able to sustain Correct. For my, for, a ton of deer for when my, we want them there, right? Right. For my area, for at pretty much anywhere in southern Michigan, shut up. You're out of the discussion. I don't want to hear buck to doe ratio. I right. really don't. If you're after big bucks, you do not come to me with a big buck doe the thunder ratio. There. Right? He is just as bad as I am. Indiana has got big acreage, huge numbers of deer at one point. How many does you shoot off that farm in the last six years? Not a one. Not a one. How many Boone and Crockett? I mean, in five years, two Boone and Crockett. <clears throat> Couple Pope and Young. I was going to say, yeah, add the Pope and Youngs in there. What? Uh, I'm. I mean, I mean, but that's. Are your deer hungry? Yeah, I want deer. You, you're right. I mean, I hold deer. No, are, are your deer hungry right now? His deer are on the bean fields of the neighbors. Yeah, I let they're, them. I let them go pound down on the neighbors. So right. that's what they're doing right now. They're and then you bring in the, and you bring in the groceries for when you need, you know. But his does are coming back. His does are there right. year round. Well, year I, got, round. I mean, next to mine, I, I mean, I I bought up to state land, and then my other side's well, this year it's fifteen acres of corn. Last year, it was fifteen acres of beans right behind my barn in my orchard. Coming from the beans, it was a cow path coming through that, and you know, to my food plots. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Like you said, you got to have the thick, the thick covers for the does and everything for security and no pressure. And my numbers have gone well since I was able to add a ton, a lot more food. They, what I should rephrase that, my numbers have returned. The bucks have returned every year. Have been getting shot on state land. I can hold them more on my property during daylight hours. 
that make sense? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's yeah. the safety first. I mean, I mean they're going to go where they're right. safe. They're going to go to those grasses. They're going to go right. to those places where you're building those sanctuaries right. and whatnot. But and then when the food's there, yeah. I mean, at the it, right time. I don't know how to answer your question. Well, well, if there's not an answer, it's, it's not. I mean, you look at your field. I mean, I was shocked to see you still had beans sitting there. And what, 70% of your corn was nipped off. I mean, it's crazy. And it's deer. So, it ain't. It ain't groundhogs. It ain't right. turkeys. It's right. And deer. then you got your ragweed and everything else. You, know, you can see everything. Just the browse is just incredible. But that's where I go back to with, you know, my food plot thing, is I want a perennial in there just to keep the browse down and give you know the deer some good protein in it. But still hold know, that browse pressure. Hold, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's no, what it, it makes total sense because now I got a diversion. Right. They Com- jumped up on me mm-hmm. quickly and literally smashed the corner. That's changed the diversity of it. Now, I told you the other night, I opened up the window and there's 27 deer. As I heard in the story of another MBK, he shot all three matriarchs out of his 27 deer that came in there. I promise you he ain't shooting a buck over 120 inches. He does. He's lucky. Somebody stepped on it, kicked it out, and he was on a bucket and shot it. Luckily. Bullcrap-ass hunter. I don't care. And then he's going to pride himself on the back because he shot three matriarchs off the whole area. Numbers and... <laughs> you want to shut me up, huh? <laughs> he's not, here we go. No, I'm just thinking about it. I'm just thinking about, like, these does and this... Whoever you're talking about shooting their matriarch does, I'm thinking about my big no, my big does, and some of these does. I can tell, you know, I got one with she's got two throat, you know, double throat patch, and I got one she's super orange. She always stays orange. Orangey. Yeah, mm-hmm. I consider these my matriarch does, and these are the does that are bringing me my bucks. But the, you want to, the big ones because right. they know they know when those ones that have been there. They know when they're coming into heat. They know like. It's time. Like, you got to take care of the does, them does, because they're the ones produce. I mean, genetics. Yeah. We won't get in that well, conversation. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, food has changed. There's no baiting, mm-hmm. and the baiting laws are never going back to where you could bait. Not here, no. And there's going to be more of that happening through. So you're going to have to put out food. Right. And we've always put out food, but either I'd run out to a farmer, but there's always a catch with a farmer. Yeah. So, like, that whole plot used to be either beans or corn, and we'd rotate it. There was always a catch. There was always a catch. I'm like, I'm not doing this, dude. Well, I got a catch. Oh, you got to buy my feed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but at least you're telling me, rotate, this will save you money. You put Do this, in, do this, yeah. Right. And then you don't have to touch that section for two to three years. It's already built to hunt, and it's already built to hold. And it saves time, and it saves money. And it gets the browse pressure off the field. Yep. And I can get back to some of the mother stuff. And that's the whole roundabout circle of how Top 10 and the Seed King... Where we're are going. coming together, and and I can't answer that. If I told you I knew the secret of food for each property, you would want. Here's the other thing: him as a <laughs> seed distributor. Mm-hmm. The realistic answer: 
Oh, yeah, Mr. Dale, I'm going to put 19% on 19% food plots on every piece of property that I ever come out to. That's why if I said a number in the free, beginning. If you give me a free seed, and um, we'll put your free seed in the ground, and we'll put 19% on every on every consultation we do, we'll, you know, because it'll make you more money. I could. He would have saw through that mm-hmm. and said, I'm not dealing with that piece You of guys shit. are out. Yeah, because they don't know what to do. Right. We, talk, we talked about planting switchgrass. And you asked me, you know, I said, yeah, you can, you know. And then what did you say? I like, I like this early secession, right? Yeah. All the weeds. I said, I love it. I'd rather have, I mean, yeah, that's taking. It's native grasses too, right? Yeah. And, it's and native, that's it's where your knowledge comes in and everything too. else. Yeah. And I mean, he, you walk, you walked up my door, you know, you saw mine, up, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, up from my, my crap apple trees, everything sectioned off and, and I got natural early succession, all the, you know, grow on all around my food plot. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I tell people, you know, that is so much food in there and cover. I'm taking money on my pocket because I could be saying, I'll sell you switchgrass, you know, or something else. But it's not about the sales. It's about what they want. You know, they want to shoot a deer. Right. You know, I, you know, to me, if they can shoot a deer, I did my job. Now with you guys, you guys want, you know, you're up in the ante. You know, well, there's the end result, but then you know. What I mean? But that's the thing that, that that's the thing that frustrates me is because like we all want, don't get me wrong, we all love venison. We want to harvest deer. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I mean, whatever. I like fish. I, mean, I catch some fish too, but nonetheless, I think it's one of those things. That, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we all like venison. We want to eat the venison, but. We want everybody to... Wait a second. Wait a you minute. You are starting to speak just like I do in riddles. Hold on a second. I'm getting there. No, like right. Medicine. I'm talking in circles. I sit in here and talk with him for hours and spend hours in the truck. And the next thing I know, I'm like, my head's spinning. Um, <laughs> I, I got that for that hour I spent in the truck. Yeah, and Kyle's like, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. No, so I think what I'm getting at is, yes, the end result is... People want to harvest deer, but our end result is wanting them to harvest the top ten percent or whatever of their property. And I think when we put all this stuff in one basket and we start doing what we do, the land management side, we start doing what you do, the food plot side, and we start looking at the stuff and doing the consult side of it and looking at what everybody has to offer, we can build those packages per each and. Like Scott said, there's not any cookie cutter, you know, same thing. There's not any cookie cutter property out there. We're not going to stand out there. We're not going to bullshit you up front and tell you that this is what you got to do or when you got to do it or how you got to do this to kill your top 10%. We're not. We're going to look at your property. We're going to evaluate it. We're going to call the seed king. He's going to tell us how to plant it or what we need to plant. You're going to grow it and follow our program and you're going to kill the top 10%. It, it's that simple. It sounds like it's whatever, but that's what's going to happen. So I guess on that note. There's, well, yeah. Well, I know. He ain't getting the last note. I'm not. <laughs> that, I said, note. I guess on that note, you see, I'm just waiting. You hit right on the head. If you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. All right. No, if you and plan it, they will come. If you build it, plan it, they're going to come. Building, Success planning, is part about of it. the harvest from a spike horn. I don't care what it is. To whatever makes you happy and right, makes you smile. Tag, 
we will never lose that focus. We will celebrate every hunter's right on their tag, their choice, mm -hmm. their thing. But I focus on what I hear, and I and I got ears, and I listen. You want quality hunt, and you want quality deer. You got to be on point, and, and, and when you get bad advice of saying that every property should have 20% food plot on it, or every property should have a switchgrass pond, and hinge cut, and a tornado, and um, what are, what are the other, some low-lying fruits, and this, and that, and like this, and now you're up to eight things. Most people are going to go... I don't even know what the fuck he said. I well, they, they're law. They're lost. They don't understand. Right. And that's where that's where our, it's it's just like you're you're getting at. It's it's our job to come in and tell you. Look, here's the deal. Sit down, listen to what we have to say. We'll give you a plan. We'll give you a program. We'll give you what you need, and we'll give you the keys. And you drive it to success. And if you need guidance, call us. Call Dale. We'll help you. And guess what? They're going to keep calling because they're going to start harvesting the top 10% or 3% or 1%. They are. And their yeah. neighbors are going to be pissed off. It and they're going to be calling us. 10, 5. Now yep. they're hunting top 3%. Right. It's every single client we've the, yeah, I mean, it's, worked with. And that's, that's the way it should go. And they're not just doing it here. Now they're at their leases out of state and all these different places. They're, it, you become a different... You see the, you see the the fruit, you see the fruit. Dale's, and got, Dale's eyes, Dale's eyes got big on that one. You do. You see. You know what I mean. And, and then all of a sudden, then you you start looking at it from a different perspective, and then it goes on a on a different path, and it changes the way that you hunt, and the way that you think about it. It's just like the doe factory side. Again, we won't spin in that, but it changes all that. Countless hours of conversation that we've all had, you know, and, and we'll well, more, we can well, go more into each of those. I'm super excited about my Me doe too. factory because to better that factory, I got the seed king. Mm -hmm. And even being 50 years old now. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. being 50, Ooh. I'm learning something. I'm learning something, and that's what I, I'm super excited about. So, just wait until all this, uh, all my other fertilizer and inoculant. And, uh, I, those are words I know I'm excited. That, that I'm not even, you're going to have to be on the podcast a lot more when you start talking about inject, I mean, inoculants. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, some naughty's coming out of my mouth. Well, you know, so. that's the thing. Like, you know what I mean? It's something that I was told years and years and years ago when I first got into the management side on the automotive side. If you're the smartest person in the room, get the out of that room. Get the fuck out. Because if you're not learning, I mean, Dale's in here learning stuff from us. Kyle's learning. You know, Kyle yeah, whatever. Kyle just He shut He just mic dropped over there. Yeah. The silent mic drop. Kyle's leaving. Um, which is probably <laughs> some touche there. But, you know, it's one of those things where, like, if you're not and you're not learning something from everybody around you and you're not putting yourself in, um, in good surroundings with people that can bring something you know, and it's not that it's one, you know, it's one hand shakes the other. It really is, you know, and not to say that we're not all going to cross paths with somebody else down there that goes, that tells us and says, Hey, look, I, I stumbled on this. 
Dale, check it out. Scott, Kyle, Dan, check this out. And we're going to, because we know things that we know, we're going to look at that. That's why we're all here right now. Because, you know what I mean? It's the whole thing. I looked at it and I was like, hmm, let me dig deeper in this. Let me look a little bit more about what 5-2 Outdoors is. Let me look and see what the Seed King really is about. And then after a conversation, I told Scott, I was like, let's check it out. See what we have. And he talked to Kyle, and I think it was the same It was the same hey. conversation with all of us. It's a circle of life. I'm uh-huh. glad we got to meet him. I'm glad we're partnered up. Right. I'm excited. We're wrapping it up right there. It's, yeah. it's hour 30. Hour 30? Hour Dale, 30. We're, we're excited. You're going to hear Dale a little bit more often on here. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, we may even... No, I mean, I may even do some stuff where I'll, I'll tap into some live. Maybe if we get some questions or something on, you know, maybe we'll get Brent on and we'll do like a live on Instagram or something like that where we can actually funnel some people in if they have some questions outside. I mean, I like that interactive side of people being able to get in there with our Facebook or our Instagram and, and be able to tap in and ask some questions that way. So I'll get with Brent. Maybe we'll get you on. I know you're not, you know, on the tech savvy end all the time. Uh, so they kicked me off. Yeah, I know. Brent said he, he keeps you out of that. So, but I'll get with him and then maybe we can put something together and, and then that way we can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we kicked him off a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> Full sentences and words aren't, it's, it's not me. So. Well, with that, guys, uh, Dale, thanks again. We are uh, we appreciate you coming on with us, and we we are looking forward to where this partnership is going to go, and uh, what we're all going to be able to how we can help you, and you can help us, and we can help everybody else around us, and um, put them in the right direction. So, if you guys need seed, we have it. If we don't have it, Dale will get it to me in two days. I got free shipping. Yep, we'll get it. Yeah, I mean, if we don't have it, we can drop ship it well, from Dale right to you guys. on his website. I got the, yep. the coupon codes. So yep, the codes are coming. If, yep, we'll get those out there. The five, uh, 5% off of anything under 100 bucks, And then... Austin, um, Jason. Yeah, get Austin, right Jason. Website. Yeah, get, get if you need any information on it, guys, you know, reach out. I'll, I'll gladly point you in the right direction. It'll get you to Brent or get you to Dale as well. Um, 52outdoors at gmail.com. Five two outdoors. That's five spelled out on Facebook, Instagram. He's all over there. So check him out. You're gonna see maybe 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 we'll get Big Dale out there on the uh, the Seed King out there. Do some we'll do some YouTubes of him. You wear get him hat? out there with us. My hat. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get you a hat just like Scott. No, no, no. He got yeah. that hat. I you just see his hat. Where do you see his? I gotta hat? have a thong hat, man. I'm. Redhead too. Kyle just did his footage with his son hat on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he did big one, like yeah. eighteen inches. Ooh. Yeah, probably not that wide, but it was pretty <laughs> it's a pretty decent I size get, one. I gotta take care of my skin, man. I hear you. Being fifty some. You know, hey, I get it. One day you guys be there. I get it. Yeah, I'm in the fifty. I'm in the fifty club. Yeah. yeah. You're Vintage. A, you're a newbie by one day. Ooh. Vintage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, guys. I'm going to I'm going to dial it down here. And uh, again, we appreciate all you guys out there in listener land. Like, subscribe, follow everything on all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook. If you haven't been to YouTube and checked it out, um, get over there. 
and check those out as well. Um, also, like, follow, subscribe, and write us a written message, reviews. We've been a lot, a lot of comments coming through on those videos. We enjoy that. We love the interaction. So if you're out there and you're... Survey. Yeah. I did the survey at the beginning, awesome. but I will I also... No, nope, that's fine. Um, and then uh, if, again, as Scott just mentioned it, get out do the buck pole survey um, for the podcast. Uh, if you need the link, DM me on Instagram or it is on the Instagram or in the bio of last week's episode. Other than that, thank you guys again. Hope you had a safe and happy fourth. And until next week, take care.